Well, listen, why don't we, uh, before we waste any, well, not me. All right. So. Before we waste any more of our listeners' time. Yeah. <laughs> Too late. Yep. <laughs> This is the AT Banter Podcast, a balanced and entertaining look at assistive technology, accessibility, and its importance in people's lives. Join Rob Minot, Ryan Flurry, and Steve Barclay as they banter with people around the world about anything and everything regarding assistive technology and the disability community. Now, on with the show. Hey, and welcome to another episode of AT Banter. Banter, banter. I am Rob Minow. And I am Ryan Flurry. And that was my line, sir. Yeah, but I snagged it. You did. <laughs> After 123 <laughs> episodes, you... I finally know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no Steve Barkley today. He's busy. He working. He working. So it's uh, just the two of us. And uh, a surprise guest, apparently. Yeah, this was a guest. I don't know. I'm not prepared at all for today. <laughs> at all. I did no prepar- I did zero preparation, everybody. So That's right. And it's really kind of because, you know, I last minute had to scramble to find another guest for this mm-hmm, week's show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I thought, who better than a guest we've had on previously to get caught up with? So I reached out to our friend, Mr. Tommy Edison. Ooh, and really? he is going to be joining us. No way. Mm-hmm. Well, Tommy, Tommy Edison, the blind film critic That's himself. Right. Yep. Yeah, heck, oh, well, geez, we, we talked to him ages ago. We did. Uh, way he back was, on episode uh, 30. Yeah, he was running a, a YouTube channel at the time there where he reviewed uh, movies mm-hmm. through the lens, no pun intended, of a, of a blind person. And a uh, very funny guy, very, very personable. And uh, I mean, I know he, he actually, I think there's a couple of YouTube channels that he was, yep. that he had going at the time. It was, he was also doing sort of a, an ask me anything kind of a YouTube channel where he answered silly questions from people. Yep. So uh, that's, that's great. Okay. Well, yeah, that'll so be cool. That'll be fun. Nice to catch up with him again. Hi. Excellent. Um, all right. Well, we're doing that, of course, a little bit later. Um, but for right now. We got news. Yeah. So did you, did you, well, I guess, I don't know, did you watch this, uh, this event or did you just nope. hear about it? I was out doing training. Yeah. I know. So it really sucks because I, I wanted to watch it this morning. Well, yeah. Why don't you bring me up to speed? I uh, know. I'm the wrong person to bring you up to speed. I was, <laughs> I was busy doing work. Well, do you have a too. list of what they announced? Yeah. Okay. okay. So today Google have made some announcements. Uh, they had a big Google event, much like Apple has their Apple event every once in a while. Um, and they announced some new products, Ryan. I thought you would be excited. Uh, Last week's show, we talked about some new Amazon Echo devices. So we knew Google was going to have something soon. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of going over the list here. There's not anything terribly exciting, you know, especially in the realm of of AT. Right. Um, You know, there's a few few minor things, I guess. But uh, really, it, it was all about the Pixel 3. Um, you know, which is of course the the newest generation of phone. Right. Um, well, I think I also saw that they do have finally a Google branded or Google certified Google home device with a screen on it. That's right. The, so, uh, the it's called the Google home hub. Right. 
and that yes, it has a screen, um, it, but it you know essentially it, it's uh, you know the same thing as a, as a Google Home except with a screen. It is, but I also did read a, a couple of people that we follow on Twitter who were saying there are accessibility things you can turn on, like the TalkBack screen reader and some other functionality oh, really? as well. So it might actually be interesting to find a review, an accessible review that somebody's done once they get it and kind of go over the, the points of that review. That would be, that would be uh, interesting. We should actually do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing that, does, uh, that is different about it, though, as opposed to the, the Echo Show, which is Amazon's, Amazon's device, is that the Home Hub does not have a camera. So oh, okay. you would not be able to do video calling on right. it. I wonder why they chose that. Well, um, I th- I think probably part of it was, is privacy concerns. I, I think that they thought maybe that people would be freaked out about having a camera. But you can do that on your phone. Your phone has a camera. This is just a bigger example of that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did they get uh, pricing? So the Home Hub, yeah, they did. Uh, the Home Hub is 149 American. Okay. So going to be in line with anything Amazon has then. Yes, a- absolutely. I mean, you know these guys are, are looking at what what each other are doing in that sense mm-hmm. and I mean, with the exception of Apple, no one, you know, no one is crazy enough to, to right. price something a, a lot more expensive than the other. Yeah. So, and even Apple, you know, has gone back and and created versions of their of their devices that mm-hmm. that fall more in line with the pricing on the on the Amazon and the Google devices. So. Right. All right. What's next? Uh, next, well, the Pixel Slate. Um, yeah, is, this is their competitor to the Microsoft Surface, I believe. That's, that's right. Kind of like their two-in-one tablet. Yes. Now, what's interesting is it's Google's first Chrome OS. Oh. It's not using Android. Oh. It is using Chrome OS. Yeah, I thought yeah, that would get your reaction to that. That could be a Big mistake. You think that's? I think that's a little bit of a gamble on, on their that part. That is a gamble. I think you know uh, they've got. I don't know how people are going to feel about that. Well, and maybe that you know maybe the education market will adopt it because of the whole Chromebook yeah. in education. Maybe this will fit into that that niche niche. But for Joe Blow end user, I don't know. It's yeah. going to have to be pretty efficient at how it does things. Yeah. Um, you know, taking a bite out of that surface or the the iPad market's not going to be easy. No, um, it's not, and uh, they are starting at uh, six hundred bucks American. Wow. wow! So it's not that's in line with the Microsoft Surface because I believe the Surface starts at like six or seven as well. But the iPads, like you can buy, you know, three hundred dollar iPads now. But that's also, and if you want a keyboard. That's on top of that. It's on top of that, which right. is another 200 yeah. American. So they're lining up with the Surface. So, hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't know. I don't know how to feel about that, to be honest with you. I mean... Well, my, my biggest concern is, you know... Now, how, how accessible is Chrome OS? Well, and that's where I was going to go with this. Years ago, when we had a Chromebook that had the Chrome OS, you had to use the screen reader called Chromebox. And I tried to learn it, and... Maybe I just couldn't wrap my head around the way the screen reader worked because it was very different from any other screen reader I'd ever played with. Maybe I wasn't used to the Chrome OS itself, but I just found it really complicated and confusing. 
the keyboard commands didn't make a lot of sense to me. You know, in the last few years, the one nice thing that Google has done is they've allowed Android apps to actually run on Chrome. So maybe with this slate running Chrome, does it say anything there about you can run Android apps? Because if you can... No, it doesn't say anything about that. That would make it even more flexible and functional. But just apps for Chrome, I think you're really limiting what you're going to be able to do with this device. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, I, I'm kind of wondering... I, I mean, I'm assuming that the education market is probably... Yeah, doc sheets and slides. The, the demographic for this. I, I'm, I have to assume. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I don't really don't know why they would have made the decision to dump Android. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. We'll have to watch that. Yep. Uh, what else do we got here? Uh, what was the pricing on the Pixel 3? In uh, line with the new iPhones? Like 1000 bucks. Okay, here we go. Uh, the Pixel 3 starts at 800 bucks okay. American, and the Pixel 3 XL will be 900 bucks American. Oh, okay. Ooh. So yeah, probably like the iPhones. Probably you know, twelve hundred bucks Canadian for the XL if you want the XL. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, and then pricey. close to and close to a thousand for for the. It's uh, crazy. Yeah, and I mean in terms of uh, the features, I mean you know again, it, at this point I feel like people's eyes kind of just roll in the back of their mm-hmm. head when it when when they talk about a lot of the the new features for on a lot of the new phones because all they all they ever talk about is you know maybe slightly increased battery life but camera 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 and camera how it's camera. better than the Apple you know? that's right and Apple says no we're better than the Google <laughs> yeah it's all about camera and yeah. maybe for OCR and stuff for us who are blind visually impaired that's great better camera better OCR yes. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll include the uh, the you know a link to the to this article um, in the show notes if people are really curious enough to go in and, and see mm-hmm. all the details about what they announced. But um, oh, there'll be lots of YouTube reviews in the next few days as well. But I mean, honestly, I feel like you know I I know we don't, and I feel like probably a lot of our audience doesn't either. We don't give a crap about the, like the new phones for you know the, the new generation of phone unless there's something really there that is really going to drive drive forward. The only thing I've been thinking about lately because I went from the original Moto X to a Samsung Galaxy S5 to my LG G6, which is my current Android phone, and the one and only reason I would ever consider going directly to a Google branded phone like the Pixel is so that I get updates faster when, yeah. they, when they come out from the manufacturer. Because I can literally wait six months for a new Android version to come out to my phone. And I'm so far behind on new features and new functionality that you know by the time I get it, there's new phones out again. Yeah, I can understand that. <clears throat> right? I, I can totally see that. That's, that's really a frustrating part of... Of the, the Google ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. It's and they need so to, fragmented. They need to fix that. And they are slowly. They have a they have a, a project called Project Treble, which a lot of new phones are adopting now. So they'll get the updates much much faster. But again, there's so much more choice when it comes to Android. You know, you've got Lenovo's and Motorola's and LG's and Samsungs and Huawei's and you know, there's so many different people out there. Like, how do you get them all updated at the same time? Yeah, yeah, it's got to be really challenging. Yeah, yeah, it must be, but. It's not our problem. Just fix it, damn it. Or just go to iOS. We're just a consumer. No, don't go to iOS. Uh, that's my next thought. I have a year left on my contract, um, and I'm seriously, yeah. seriously considering because I'll get updates right away. <sighs> you know? You're insane. 
Yeah, well, we'll you're, see. you're 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 just that's insanity. <laughs> I, th- if you go back to an iPhone, I might. Well, you know what that you know what that will actually be good for the show because that way we'll get it we'll get a balanced <laughs> a balanced look at because we'll have the Android side of the room and the iOS side of the room mm-hmm. and we can just yep. bicker back and forth. Yep, bicker bicker. Hmm. Okay, so what else happened today? Uh, well, I don't know if it was today. Is that it for Android news? Google news? Uh, yeah, I think so. That's, okay. That's... Well, the only other news I wanted to talk about is a few days ago, this is October 9th, the day we're recording this episode. So back on, I think October 4th, mm-hmm. Microsoft released Windows 10 version 1809, their, their latest fall update, feature update, that normally gets pushed out to everybody. Well, it got pushed out, started getting pushed out to people. And then, lo and behold, people started saying it deleted all their files. Really? Yep. So the update would get installed, and it would delete all their files without them knowing it, <clears throat> without any notification saying it was deleting them. It would reboot and come up, and everything's gone. So Microsoft has now pulled that update. They've really? Yeah. <laughs> so what, what, I don't, what I find really interesting <sighs> is this how did that product. get? How did that get through? Yeah, Microsoft has millions of what they call people in the insider program mm-hmm. that are beta testing these builds on a daily and weekly basis when they get released. How did this get missed? That's crazy. Absolutely. And this crazy. is, you know, what there was a problem with their last update as yeah. well. Yeah. 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 So there, I think they're just trying to be too aggressive and get this stuff out the door. And I think having two uh, feature updates a year is a little too much pressure. I think they need to focus a little bit more, make sure it's ready. And there's going to be bugs, don't get me wrong. You know, something comes out and Bluetooth's not working. Because think about it, Microsoft is this behemoth that has computers out there still running Windows 7, you know, computers that really shouldn't be running Windows 10 but are. Right. Like there's so many different variations of Windows out there. HPs, Dells, Lenovo's, Toshiba's, you know. It's just like the Android ecosystem. There's so many they have to test that bugs are going to get through, but this one should have been caught. Yeah, I mean, there's bugs, but then there's like bugs, yeah. and that, that's a huge, huge bug. Yeah. To and somebody did release, I think, a, a fix that you could go in and get your stuff back, but still, <laughs> like, that shouldn't have happened. Oh, God. Well, that's, you know, that's like me. I mean, I can't even do an update right now. I mean, my... <laughs> Yeah, you're two versions back. I'm two now. versions behind now. So, I mean, I'm thinking of trying this new version. Well, I was until you just told me that. Well, it's funny. I guess I'll wait. As soon as I saw that it got pulled, actually, no, as soon as I saw it was released on the 4th, I set both my computers to delay the update for 30 days just in case. You smart move. Just in case. Because I usually, as soon as I see it's released, I usually download the ISO and I update both my computers down here. Right away. Yeah, me too. And this time I, I was like, like no, I'm going to wait. <laughs> so we'll see. But I thought that was... Well, I mean, sure. I mean, obviously they'll fix it eventually. Oh, for sure. it'll, it'll be fine. But yeah. I mean, I don't know. Hopefully they... Well, they, and it didn't uh, happen to everybody. You know, one of our friends of the show, Jonathan Mosin, said he installed it and had no problems at all. So it didn't happen to everybody. Hmm. That's yep. still, that's scary though. I oh, mean, they got to be sure. a little bit more careful on uh, what they're releasing to the wild and what they're yep. not. So, But, you know, people should be excited because there's a lot of enhancements to narrator and accessibility in this build. So, Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Better web browsing, more um, familiar keyboard layouts as if you're used to using JAWS or System Access or MVDA, you know, similar keyboard layouts, keyboard structure. 
set of proprietary narrator type stuff. So, yeah, it's looking good, sounding good. I may have to give narrator a shot again. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Hmm. But uh, the one last thing we should talk a little bit about is over the weekend, uh, Google came clean. Oh, yeah. They got their hands caught in the cookie jar. Uh, and I guess they, they've admitted that uh, they had a bit of a security breach. Um, what, in the spring? Yeah, all I saw was that there was a bug that was found in Google Plus that affected a whole bunch of people who were using that social network. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And it was very similar from the sounds of it to the um, Cambridge Analytica hmm. um, hoo-ha that, that happened uh, to Facebook earlier in the year um, in the sense that it, it this bug, I guess, allowed third-party apps to see... Uh, not only your stuff, but all your friends' information <laughs> as well when you installed it. That's crazy. So, um, you know, basically they got burned by the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And as a result, uh, as of, I guess, uh, I guess 30 days, I think, they're they're basically shutting down operations of Google+. Plus. Uh, they just won't have access to it anymore. It's done. Well, and it's about time. It's, it's long overdue. You know, nobody talks about Google+. Plus. You know, there may still be some people using it, but... You don't hear people using it. Well, here's a conspiracy theory for you. Okay. Do you think that that they kind of, I mean, obviously this this breach was a real thing, but do you think that they kind of are using that as a slightly as an excuse to get out of Google Plus? Um, you know, as as an excuse, like because otherwise they're going to have to f- admit that Google Plus was a, a huge failure and and shut it down. I think. I think it probably goes back a little bit further than that because earlier this year, Google was fined like, what, $5 billion or something by the EU for privacy concerns or something. So I think some of this may even go back to that. You know, it sounds like the EU has a lot of... um, a lot of ability, I guess, to dictate to anybody else around the world, if you're going to bring your products into our country... You need to follow these rules. And if you don't, you're out. Right. And, you know, fines are one thing, but telling, telling these people like Google and finding them, like, yeah, $5 billion, not a, not a big hit to Google. Um, you know, same with Facebook going in front of, what was it, the Senate or the, one of the committees in the U.S. explaining what happened with their Facebook Analytica breach. Um, you know, these... The EU has a lot of force in making change in these companies and the way they do business. So I think it goes back further than that. I don't just think it's a matter of, you know, are we going to do this because it's it's the right thing to do um, or they just don't want to get caught. I think there's a lot more going on behind the scenes. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Well, I mean, I guess all that, it, all that we really, all that it means to us is that uh, now we don't ever have to worry about updating our Google Plus page ever again. All right, well, hey, you know what? If that's it for news, uh, I want to talk to Tommy. It's been a while, and yeah, we know he's got energy, so let's, yeah, let's bring let's him on. Yeah, let's get him on. This is exactly what we need for on, on a, the first day back after a long weekend. Yep. We are talking <laughs> to Mr. Tommy Edison. Yeah, we are. It goes all the way back to episode 30. Oh, did you look it up? I did look it up. Yeah. Oh, damn. Way back. 30. On. We, yeah. were, we were still knee-high to grasshoppers That's back right. then. We had no idea what we're doing. We I'm still like, don't. <laughs> like now. We're... But we're still here. 
<laughs> Thank goodness. Well, I'm glad you could join us. I know it was short. Cool. It's nice to be here. It's, it's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Tommy. So Tommy Edison, the YouTube superstar. Uh, I don't even know what, what else. What well, is, that's why we're playing catch up with Tommy, because a lot has changed since we've had him on the show. Is that right? Yeah, no a bunch of, bunch of stuff has changed, actually. Well, let's, yeah. let's, let's dive into this. What's What's been going on with you over the past uh, 100 and, no, 90 episodes? <laughs> well, let's see. Um, the next day, no. I, so next day. a couple of things have happened. We um, we actually stopped the YouTube channel this year. We stopped making videos. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, we sure did. We, uh, yep, we, you know what? Now what? Listen, YouTube's been very good to us, and, it, you know, it was a lot of fun, but... You know, the grind was getting to be a little much and we were yeah. sort of running out of ideas and things to do and all that kind of thing. So, you know what? We just said, well, you know what? We'll just back right up right here. This will be it. And, you know, we made a final, you know, we sort of had a final video that was already shot um, that Ben put together. It was all sort of bits and bobs from, you know, the past year or so. And it's, uh, yeah, that was sort of how we say goodbye. And then we, you know, put up a little post about it as well all over social media. And yeah, so, um, but you know what? It's been great. And like, you know, I listen. YouTube's afforded me the opportunity to see the world, so sure. I got no complaints. Well, no. now, well, now let, let me ask a follow-up question. Uh, and I don't know, this might be a bit of a sensitive topic, but because I know that YouTube has gone through uh, a lot of changes in terms of you know how they how they're monetizing videos and their uh -huh. their copyright um, uh, policies, all that sort of stuff. Stuff. Did any of that factor into it at all, or it was just basically you guys were just kind of just kind of felt done? No, sure. Of course, some of that fact, you know, factored into it as well. Um, you know, we, we actually did a video where we were asking YouTube um, all sorts of questions about what was happening with our views and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and they'd never gotten back to us. So, <laughs> you know, we figured we'd make a little noise of that one and see what happened. But, um, you know, not too much. So, yeah, that was certainly a contributing factor. But, uh, you know, again, um, we, you know, we sort of just went out on our own terms. And it was it's, it's very nice. And I've been, you know, I've been very lucky. I've been I've been doing a lot of speaking now. That's that's kind of my, my job as I go around and speak and talk about um, diversity and talk about overcoming adversity and um, just talking about growing up as a, a blind person in a sighted world, you know? Um, and that's, that's great fun. I, I travel all over the country and in the world, too, to do it. So it's it's been great. Well, where am I going to get my blind film critics from now? Well, listen, I don't know. I don't You know what? That's a here's, here's how you, here's how you can do it. No, 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 no. You can just you can you can sponsor it. <laughs> we'll come back and do it. You know, if, if there was this, we actually we did that for back in 2016. Um that was the thing that brought me to, to Southern California actually was that we did get a sponsor for the Blind Film Critic and we hadn't done reviews for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um and that summer we we did um, uh eight of them. We were sponsored buy an energy drink. So it was very cool. Nice. Um, and it, yeah, it was, it was nice to be able to do the movie reviews again and stuff. That, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. It's great. All right. You well know. Let's, let's talk about the speaking engagements and, and what you're talking about and what's your passion. Well, sure. Um, you know what? It's <laughs> what I always say. It's, um, I get to go on stage and talk about my favorite subject in the entire world. And that is me. <laughs> right. You know what though? It's what I know best. Yep. Honestly, it is. And, um, it's just really nice, you know, to, to be able to go out and tell people about, um, what my, you know, cause I, as you may or may not know, I worked in radio for a long, long time. Right. I was a disc jockey and a, I would eventually be a traffic reporter for 19 years. I'd stayed on the radio doing the traffic mornings and afternoons. 
um, you know, so talking about that and trying to, you know, trying to get jobs and stuff and, you know, trying to break into the business and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, what else do I talk about? Yeah, my childhood growing up and the, you know, the things that, um, you know, my folks had to do to get me sort of matriculated into the, um, you know, to get me mainstream. Cause that's, that's how I grew up. I was mainstreamed. I, I did not go to school for the blind or visually impaired or any of that sort of thing. I went to public school, um, you know, until the, you know, ninth grade. And then <laughs> that was a bit, you know, and then they'd say, no, let's, let's do something else. And so they sent me off to private school. So, um, yeah, but that, you know, so that was high school. And I, I talk about that and just growing up in a sighted world and how, wow, my God. I mean, there's, there's all sorts of stories about it. I mean, one of the things I'll tell you that was, that was fascinating. Do you know? So when I worked in radio, when I first started, it was a giant secret that I, that I was a blind person. I never told anybody cause I didn't need to. Right. And to be able to go on the radio and do that. And so what I was literally doing was hiding on the radio mm-hmm. as you know what I mean? As a blind person, I was literally hiding and, and nobody knew, nobody, well, you don't sound blind to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and that was what I did. And then I actually, um, there's a fun little story. So I was doing, I, by this point, I'm a traffic reporter. I'm working mornings and afternoons. I'm working, I, you know, it's, it's five to nine and three to seven, Monday through Friday. And we were doing these school visits in the morning sometimes. You know, after the shift, we go to a school and visit the kids and talk about radio and stuff. And kids would always ask me questions about being blind and stuff. But well, I don't know. I just, okay. I never put two and two together. And then we bring back sound from the kids and stuff, you know, saying good morning, John and Tommy and stuff like that. And then they can tell their parents and, you know, it's sort of a way to try and grow the audience, right? Um, so we were doing these things. And a reporter from a local paper's contacted um, my partner and said, look, I, this is fascinating what you guys do. I'd love to uh, do a story on your school visits. And yeah, okay. <laughs> and I, I, again, I, it never occurred to me that this would be something that anybody ever be interested in. But uh, she was like, oh, my God, you're a blind person doing the traffic. This is fascinating. How do you know? And so that became the story. And that was when I came out as a blind person on the radio for the very first time. My partner was like, can I read the story? And I said, yeah, I guess. I'm a little worried about it. It's a, it's a well-kept secret. He goes, no, 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 don't worry about it. I'll take good care of it. <laughs> I said, fair enough. So that was, that was how I came out. And that's just one of the stories that I talk about um, in my presentation and stuff. And it's, it's great. It's, it's a nice time. And it's they're fun stories, I think. Now, uh, sorry, are you sort of traveling all over the country doing, doing the, um, your uh, motivational speaking? Yeah, I go wherever, <laughs> wherever anybody wants me to go, I'll go. <laughs> um, no, seriously, wherever you, I mean, you know, if I don't care where it is, I'm, you know, I always say it's two things that I can't stand doing, traveling and being on stage. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I go anywhere. And you know, if you, if you ever want to book it and stuff, you can just, you know, blindfilmcritic.com is, um, that's sort of the headquarters where all the, you know, all the stuff is, you know, stuff. Um, that's where you can find me and stuff. And I'm still busy on social too. I'm still busy on, um, Twitter and, um, Instagram and Facebook and all that too. You know, I'll tell you what's funny today. The day that we're taping this year, um, is actually the seventh anniversary of the first videos we ever put up on the, uh, on the Tommy Edison XP channel. These today was the first time we put videos up and started that channel from scratch. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it was, it was nerve wracking. You know, I, (laughs) didn't know what was going to happen if, you know, people were going to like this stuff too, as well as the, you know, the movie reviews that they seemed to be enjoying. And, you know, we got, we got lucky and it, and people enjoyed it. So it was great. Now, have you considered 
doing any sort of other, either any other media or any other, uh, say, video platform? Um, I know there's a couple out there. I mean, obviously, they're not going to be as gangbuster as, as YouTube, but, or have you thought about maybe like even just doing a podcast or something, something different other than a, a YouTube channel? Yeah, I don't know. I, so I do a, a couple of friends of mine, they're old, dear old radio friends of mine. I've, I've known them forever and they were, um, they actually do a thing, um, I, you know, like an internet radio station they do at night. So, um, I do that a couple of days a week and just play the hits and, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of fun and it's, it sort of keeps that, you know, that radio thing in me alive. You know what I mean? Cause I've, I've always loved it and always will. And it's, unfortunately it's sort of a dying art now, the, the art of the disc jockey, but, um, I still love it. And I, you know, <laughs> it's fun. I just, you know, play records and play other radio stations, jingles and stuff. And it's, <laughs> it's just nutty, you know, it's, it's very old school. It's like it used to be. Um, and it's, and no rules, absolutely no rules. Um, you know, I, I don't curse. I let the records curse. I do not. Um, but you know, it's a lot of fun. So that's, you know, on Mondays and Thursdays, it's, uh, the showgram. Now and it's, uh, sorry, someone just texted me. Forgive me. There you go. Thank you. Me back. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's, you know, that's one of the things that I'm doing. Um, and as far as doing, I don't know, maybe who knows? Look, I never say never, right? Never say never. So you never, you never know, but I don't think we'll, you know, come back to YouTube in any sort of a capacity to do anything like that. Um, you know, cause we, so we did it all. You know what I mean? We did sure. tons of stuff. I think, I think I'm the first blind person on YouTube. Yeah, I'm pretty sure of it. And that that's pretty cool company. You know what I mean? That's, that's a nice place to be. Sure. That's a, that's a nice thing to have done, you know, well, and yeah. open the door and open the door for lots of other, there's tons of other blind YouTubers. Now they're doing yeah. it. And you know what? Well, good for them. Good for you guys. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's great that it, uh, you know, it gives a, it gives a sense of community and, and it gives people a platform that they can, and, you know, actually, you know, talk to other people. Um, but, Absolutely. But it's like that wise man once said, you know, you, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them and know when to walk away, right? <laughs> and know when to run. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He couldn't make chicken, but uh, <laughs> he actually had a chicken franchise. Did you know that? Kenny Rogers Roasters here in the U.S. No, I didn't. Um, was a real thing back in the, I guess in the late 80s, early 90s, around the same time as Boston Market was opening. Hmm. Um, Kenny Rogers tried the chicken game. I've never had it. Didn't, but didn't I understand it was horrible. Uh, poor guy. Hey, well, it's funny. I saw him. I actually just saw him recently um, in a video with he, he sort of teamed back up with Dolly Parton, and I guess they were sitting around talking. But oh my God, that guy has had some work. Oh yeah. He like I swear they just they just stretch, grabbed all the stretch, skin stretch. and just. <laughs> oh geez, he, he, he looks. He, he's he's, now, huh? he's odd looking now. He's. <laughs> Yeah, that's a shame. Well, listen, they had a ton of hits, man. A ton oh, of hits. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And a couple of God. times, right? And with the first edition, he had a couple. Back in the, you know, Ruby, of course, and something's burning, right? Yep, and yep, um, yep. I just checked in to see what condition my condition was in, all that stuff. Yep. And then he comes back and starts with the hits. You know, find, my, find time to leave me, Lucille. Yep. Lady, all that stuff. Yep. Coward of the County, all that. Boom, boom, boom. Just yeah. the gambler. He, he tons just, and tons of hits for him. He, he had a good time in the 70s and 80s, yeah. for sure. Awesome boy, I'll take you. And I was in the stream giant for him and Dolly Parton, written by the Bee Gees. Did you know that? I did not know that either. Yep, Bee Gees mm -hmm. wrote that one. 
I know. See, that, <laughs> that's my other thing. I'm a, I'm a, I was a giant music fan growing up. I, I never really opened too many school books, but boy, oh boy, <laughs> I can tell you just about anything you want to know about rock and roll. Yep. That's, yeah. It's amazing what the brain contains, mm-hmm. what it holds <laughs> on to and what it decides to just let go. Yep. Uh, no, the, I know. Like, I can't remember what I had for dinner yesterday, but I can, I can remember, I can rattle off Kenny Rogers. It's like, uh, like nobody's business. Uh, we should, we should do a podcast on more than you want to yeah, know well, about Kenny should. Rogers. Forgive me. No, no, no. I, uh, everything like that did re- that refreshed my memory. I remember all that stuff. We're, we're all, we're old folks like you. <laughs> nah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, what else can we talk about? Anything you like. Well, what else? Have you I'm been here. Up to? It's, it's been. I'm like, here. Ask me anything. AMA, everybody. Oh, damn! It's been like a year and a half since we've had you on. So I know there's got to be a lot of changes. You know. Um, well, there's. You know what? I look different. I've lost a bunch of weight. <laughs> really? I do. Yeah, I lost a bunch that? of weight, and I started running too. You really? Yeah. Running scared I, I started or running. Running because I'm, you're I'm into it. I'm. I'm really into it. I like it a lot. I do. Um, See, I hate to, you know, when people talk about, you know, running and working out and stuff. And then back in the day, I was like, ah, oh, funny, you know, why are you talking like that? But, eh, you know, it's it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool accomplishment, you know. And I now run six miles a day, three times a week, and it's amazing. It's it's just it makes me nuts that that middle half hour of it. The first the first fifteen, the last fifteen are fine, but those middle those middle fifteen boys, that's a long from fifteen to forty five is a long road. <laughs> That's a long way away, but boy, oh boy, you hit 45 and you're in the home stretch, man. It's, it's all good. So yeah, I, that's, so that's one of the things I've been doing. So I, I really enjoy it. So now do, um, do you go to a gym? Like, are you on a treadmill? Like, where are you running? No, I just, uh, I have a treadmill in my house. So I've always had one. My mom, um, got one years and years ago. And I was like, man, that always seems like a cool thing that I'd sure like to get. So she bought me one and I, you know, it was always, you know, a coat rack or whatever forever. <laughs> Um, and then I just, you know what, I came back from California and just started, uh, using it. I was like, I'm going to just, I'm going to just try this and just walk on it for an hour. So it started out with two 30 minute miles and then it got to three twenties, four fifteens, five twelves, now 10 sixes. And that's, you know, I, I just figured what, I'll just keep going up. I just, you know, and I found it's a pretty comfortable spot now at six miles an hour, 6.2 miles an hour. Um, it feels good. And I just, Banging out three times, you know, just boom, boom, boom. Now, have you have you changed your diet as well, or are you just yeah, so big time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yep. I don't drink beer anymore. Mm. I don't. uh, I hardly eat red meat. Um, I'm mainly eating chicken and fish. That's about all I eat. And it's yeah, it's great. So I've lost, you know, as I said, I've lost a ton of weight, but I'm right back to where I should be. I'm, you know, I'm like at the right weight for my height. I think so. Yeah, I got to work on that. It's, it's it's really good. It's it's fun. So don't mind me. That was just the train going uh, pulling up here too. I'm just sitting outside because it's nice out. So if you heard that, that's what it was. Have you got a Google Home yet, or an Amazon Echo? You know what? I <laughs> I got an Amazon Echo. Someone gave it to me, uh-huh. and I was curious to see how it works. So I set it up. Um, but I, it like it freaks me out. I don't. <laughs> I, you know, I like. I'll use it and stream stuff off it and stuff. And then I just unplug it as soon as I'm done. Cause I don't want to listen to him, you know? So yeah. And as far as the Google one, now, and what's this new, the Facebook portal Facebook now you portal. see this Yeah, there's a camera now that can actually follow you around the room. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Do you really think 
people are going to adopt Facebook after all the fiascos and media leaks and stuff? Security. I breaches? sure hope not. I, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm. Same. It, it blurred my boggles my mind what they've what they've been doing. And well, you see, that's it. I mean, that's why it's free because they sell everything. They, yeah. That's why it's free because they just sell it, sell it, sell it. All the information they just sell it to whoever wants it. Um, you know, so you know, look, Facebook's been very good for me. It's been for sure. very helpful for all the things that we've been doing and stuff. Um, but at the same time, I, <laughs> you know, I don't think I'd, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't well, trust it with my information. Well, sure. I mean, uh, there, I mean, it just came out over the weekend. I don't know, Ryan, if you, if you heard the story, but, uh, Google, uh, Google finally, plus. Yeah. Google yeah. finally admitted that they 50 had a, a million similar, people. There was a bug in Google plus. Yeah. The but, social media thing that they were trying to the Google plus, um, got hacked back in the spring yeah. That's right. and they didn't say a word about it because they were afraid that Congress would come in and start to regulate them. Well, surely so they, they were afraid. To, they were afraid to get called to the principal's office, like Facebook did yep. with the whole Cambridge yep. Analytica. That's right. So That's they played exactly it, right. They played it smart and just didn't say anything. <laughs> and, uh, but now well, they're kind of getting. Move. That's getting, a good, good, good plan, everybody. You know what? It works right. for a lot of third graders, and they just like I'm just going to shut up and yeah. not say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm let Charlie go to the principal's office. I'm not going. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm um, staying. I'm staying clean. But I mean, as a result, I mean, they just, I guess they're just shutting down Google Plus uh, in terms of, of the All consumer. Together. All done. It never yep. got serious anyway, right? No, so, for sure. But, that affects exactly 0.0 yeah. people, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, nobody, nobody was using Google Plus. It never yeah. caught on. Yeah. Um, you know, it was never those circles and stuff. Remember, you had to have your friend's circle and all that stuff. I don't know. Right? Wasn't that it was? It was yep. friend circles, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So... Yeah, I never, I never got caught up in that one. <laughs> no, but it raises, it does raise an interesting point. It, you know, you wonder when the day, or if the day is going to come when there is going to be a, a security breach around these uh, digital assistants. I mean, they're so ubiquitous right now. Um, you know, they're they're on everything from uh, your microwave to earbuds to, you know, yeah. the, the list is just growing and growing. And, and you got to wonder if the day is going to come when there's going to be some sort of a security breach. Or, uh, or some sort of a hack. Um, I'll tell you what, here's, you know what I'd like? Here's what I'd like. I would like the opportunity to, to opt out. In other words, you know, we can, we don't have to, if you don't want to do it like this, you don't have to, and it can just be your own thing and you can just opt out and still use Facebook and do, you know, use Twitter and everything you want to do, but your information is not going to get sold and shared and all that kind of stuff. I th I think you should be able to opt out. Yeah, they really. I think I really feel like that was the one big mistake that they made early, uh, and it wasn't. You know, certainly wasn't just Facebook. I think it was it was companies in general who were just started. It was the wild west, and they just you know started data mining, and they just they they data mined absolutely everything that they could. Uh, and they weren't look, real super transparent about what information they they were sharing. They kept it all very, um, you know, um, hidden, or at least I guess not hidden. Hidden isn't exactly fair, but they didn't make that information very easy to find. And well, no, and, it's listen. It's like when the iPhone came out, right? And then it, you know, like oh, it's tracking you, <laughs> um, you know. But it sort of has to to use, you know, all the different, you know, the. Um, location services right. and things like that so yeah, it's just tracking it but it's not i don't think it's keeping i don't know they say it i don't know but you know that was a thing and but it's it's sort of obvious you know because all these location-based services of course it's following you you know um 
but Facebook and all these guys, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm fascinated to see what happens. What, you know, what comes up in the, you know, I'm so sorry, but look, can I do this? I think I can. Speech off. There we go. Speech off. Thank mm -hmm. you. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that, it, it, it is. It, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting time going forward. And I feel like hopefully these guys have learned their lesson. Um, well, I don't think so. Well, I'll tell you, you know, off. the thing that's bugged me is, and that I really don't like is that they're silencing people and that I have a problem with that too. You know, you say what you want about Alex Jones, whatever, you know, whatever. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. But he should still be allowed to say it. Yeah. Well, that's why you don't, you don't start with anybody. You let people speak freely. It's okay. It's just words. And here's the thing about the, look, the internet was designed so that, so television and radio back in the day were called uninvited signals into the home. And so these needed to be regulated, right? And you needed to watch the language, all that kind of stuff. Um, but with the internet, you choose everything you want to see. Nothing's coming at you. You choose it all, don't you? Yep. It's, it's yeah, designed yeah. for you to choose. So I don't see how they can take anybody off it. You know, Alex Jones and showed up in my feet all uninvited. Yeah. No, <laughs> you it, know what it, I mean? It, it's true. It is true. And, you know, for as much of a crackpot as he is, um, you know, yeah, you, you have to ask the question, uh, where, where censorship begins and, and where hate speech begins, you know, and, and cause it's a very fine line and, you know, I, I'm kind of with you. Like, you know, again, I'm, I'm no fan of what, of what he, he does and says. And I certainly understand, you know, some of the, the ridiculously inflammatory things that he said, especially around and, and hurtful things that he said mm -hmm. that really, you know, hurt people. But I mean, I don't know, but but I don't know that the solution is, is silencing him. You know, no, of course, that's never the solution to anybody. You don't silence people, not this country, anyway. That's right. Um, you know, that's it's, the First Amendment is very clear <laughs> here in the U.S. So I don't know, man. And these these tech companies, look, they're look. In my, in my opinion, I'll give you my own little theory why they why they choose to do it this way is because television is dying. Television, radio are dying. And they need to control the narrative somehow, so they'll do it this way and take some opposing voices down. Right. That's what it looks like to me. I, you know, I don't know. I'm nobody. Um, yeah, we'll be, it'll, you know, the, the face of media, you're right, is, is absolutely changing. And I, It's I changing. Like Look, I'll give you a fun TV fact. This is a fun one. This is a great one to put it into perspective for you. And remember, I'm an old radio guy, and it breaks my heart to tell you these things. But it's here it is. In the height, or the height, as some people say, which always makes me laugh, um, of Jay Leno's popularity, he was getting roughly six to eight million viewers a night. Okay? Um, nowadays, here in 2018, actually, this is probably from 2017. So, um, as of last year, um, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, and Steve Colbert were sharing six to eight million viewers a week. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of puts it into perspective for you a little bit. Yeah. You know, and let you know, and let you know where it's at, you see? And so people are leaving it in droves because everything's on demand. You don't have to sit and wait for a show anymore. You exactly. just boop, yeah. well, go yeah. to YouTube and watch anything you like, anytime you like. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's absolutely true. It, it's just, it's completely altered our, our consumption habits. And uh, yeah. the fact that, that they're still, they're still fighting it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think is, is eventually they're just going to become dinosaurs and they're just going to die off. I mean, we were seeing some signs that, that they are embracing it. I mean, CBS has, it's all, what is it called? All, all access. access. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, CTV has CTV Go up here, and you know there are there are apps that you can access. You know, our, yep. our cable and have things there. on demand, and it's yeah. I, yep, I got you. Yeah. But it's still, you know, it's mm, figure it out, people. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. like radio, what are they going to do with all these sticks? What are they going to do with all these stations? Yes, because yeah. there's tons of them, and you know, it's I get like I listen to a lot of radio because. I just, you know, I'm a radio guy, so I'm fascinated to hear what people are doing. Right. Um, and it's, you know, down here, it's all national contests now. It's all, you know, text the keyword money. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know that's the way the radio contesting works now. And it's just, mm, no more local stuff. It's tough. So well, we'll see, you know, somebody had, look, in my opinion, you have to do something different with it. You have to do with radio what on-demand music cannot do. And that is be the entertainment part. It's what's between the records. Right. right. Be an interesting talk or be, you know, do something, figure, figure out something, you know, cause you got this thing and it works. And so you do something interesting, people show back up for it. I'm convinced of it. Well, it'd be really interesting to look at the, you know, terrestrial radio numbers, you know, the listeners of, of local radio stations and then look at, you know, some of the more popular stations online and see what their listenership is. Because I bet you the online stations are far surpassing, you know, the local stations. And I don't know how it's even economical for local stations to stay on board anymore. You know, you got traffic every 15 minutes. You got, you know, them playing this. And why? Why are you doing the traffic every 15? Like, why do they do traffic on television? That I never understood. Yeah. Why? You're you're home. (laughs) By the time you get out to the, you know, to the you know, to the the eight oh five or you know whatever the hell it is, it's going to be different. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to show the bloody traffic on telly, you know. And now you don't have to do it on the radio. You don't have to do the news anymore in the morning. You don't nope. have to do any of those yeah. sort of benchmark things. It's all you have it all on your phone. So now you can just do a show. So everybody go listen to Howard Stern. <laughs> well, they did. I mean, but now he's over on Sirius, and so he's talking to a much smaller audience. Yeah. Um, I'm you know, surprised and, they're actually still in, still in existence, but personally, I beg your pardon. I, I used to subscribe to Sirius, and I'm surprised they actually still have a, a business model. That Me too. Well, you see, they at. just bought Pandora. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so, I, I did not know that. Nobody can figure out why that is either. Maybe it's for the audience, but I th- I think that's what they want to do is you know be able to offer on-demand music. But if it's going to be, see, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be fee-based, though, again. I, you know? I don't understand it. Yeah. It's, it seems like a weird purchase to me, but. Yeah. Well, let me, okay. Well, I mean, you guys are obviously, you guys are a little bit more radio savvy than I have, uh, than I am. Um, and I haven't really, really looked into this lately. But because I remember like five, six, seven years ago when Sirius first started to really gain some traction, there was this real talk about terrestrial radio was kind of doomed. Yeah. And. Um, satellite radio is where it's it was going to be. Um, what what is kind of the state of that these days? Well, I, listen, I don't have it. Um, my girlfriend does, and I listen to it a bunch. And here's what I can tell you about it: it's they're playing all the really. So what they do in radio, they do a lot of what they call research. So they'll test songs to see how they work. Right. You know, just because you want to play for the lowest common denominator, right? You want to get the most bang for your buck. So you want to play the records that test the best, right? That's essentially what it is. And Sirius XM plays all records that test well. They don't play any of that weird oddball stuff. You know what I mean? Right. So I find that sort of strange. I mean, come on. And it's, we're paying $14 a month or 15 bucks yeah. a month for whatever, you know. It's okay. Play, play some weird things. Yeah, but and they, you know, they really don't. It's all sort of safe. Yeah, and they do a lot of you know artist spotlight, which is you know pretty cool because you can't really get that anywhere else. 
Yeah. But other than that, you know, it's just like tuning into a terrestrial station. You got your 70s, 80s. You know, if you want country, you go to country. Yeah. You know, you can just go. You want classic rock? There's classic rock. You want the blend? You want the, you know, the pulse, all that stuff, the hits, you know, the dance. It's all, you know. Yeah. But they're all sort of tested. Every, everything, all those channels is all researched. And again, you know, it costs more than it does through Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, any of these other services. That, sure. You know, Look, are, TuneIn's free. Yeah, exactly. Unless you get the premium for 10 bucks a month. But, right. you know, all the rest of them, Spotify is, what, 10 bucks a month, man. Yeah. You can't, yeah. I, you know, in Sirius, it's 15. And and with Sirius, some of the stations still got ads. You still got commercials, you know. Absolutely. And the audio quality on those radios is terrible. Yeah. <gasps> it's yeah. like a 96-bit stream or something. It's re- it's really? loud. Yeah, it's not crystal clear at all. No, it's it's, a, it's online. If you get the online package, it sounds much much brighter and cleaner and better. Yeah. Um, I used to get it a long time ago on the on the top of uh, Dish Network Television here in the U.S. Right. Um, they'd give you the Sears Music Channels, and that they sounded perfect because they were you know it wasn't coming through their lousy little player. It was coming through you know my satellite box, and it sounded brilliant, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting times for sure. You know, there's so many sources for for music or information now that, you know, it's 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 a wonder that local cable companies, phone companies, I know. TV stations are still making a go of it. You know, makes me want to get a little 500 watt or maybe a 1,000 watt daytimer and sign it on and just <laughs> play top 40 and just see what happens. Well, you know, <laughs> do the last contest and do the don't say hello game and just you know blow it out and then just put it to bed. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's funny. It, it makes me wonder if there's really sort of a, a bit of a, a cultural divide between sort of the old and the new, because, um, you know, I, I, I kind of tend to think that terrestrial radio is sort of still around for, you know, old guys like us, you know, people or people who, who sort of grew up with that. That's what they're used to and stuff. But, you know, the, the, the teenagers, the, the early twenties crowd, uh, you know, I, I think they're a Spotify generation. They're not they, oh, the idea, the idea oh, yeah. of listening to uh, a DJ spin records and not being able to listen to exactly what they want to listen to right at that second. You know, it, it's like it's like Netflix versus, uh, you know, uh, uh, television. HBO. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And it, it must be great when these like when these young people go into a club or something like that and somebody's spinning. And they have to hear a bunch of songs before they. That's <laughs> they're not, not my used pl- to it. Yeah, that's not you my know, playlist. So I wonder what that must be like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the same. You know, every morning I go upstairs and I, I turn our local radio station, one of our local radio stations, on because it's just kind of what I wake up to in the morning. But you know, every day I can guarantee you they're going to play a handful of the same songs I heard the day before. Of course. Whereas you know, with Spotify or, or whatever service I'm using, I can customize my own playlist and there's no ads and you know i may not hear the same song for for a week so it's and great. it's pro- and it's programmed by the best music programmer in the world that would be you <laughs> that's right <laughs> right we all i mean that was the thing when the you know when the i when the ipod first started to pop and stuff right. that was it everybody was like you know the best program director in the world is in your pocket because <laughs> right. it's you you're, you're in full control now so it's, and it's only been what, 15 years since the iPod? Can you imagine? Yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. Absolutely nuts, man. And the world just keeps on turning. Now we got iPhones and stuff, all the, you know, 500 gigs of music in your phone, for heaven's sakes. Crazy. 
and we <laughs> and we're all addicted and we all love them. Yeah, well, you know, and it's it is when you really sit, sort of stand back and take a look at it, it's an interesting trajectory. Um, you know, how we've gone from um, you know, physical media, you know, uh, you know, cassette tapes, A tracks, oh, yeah, records, sure. uh, to there. Right. Yeah. Um, we, we went from that to, to downloading MP3s uh, and then we sort of transferred that. And now it's it's all about streaming. I mean, now it's even, a streaming. We don't even have yeah, for 10 bucks a month. It's just every record in the world. If it's in print, you have access to it. Yeah. Which is it's a real weird feeling. And it's something that. Well, and I think some of us have, you know, that nostalgia factor. Like I was just Tommy, I was pointing to Rob here. I've got a stack of vinyl LPs on the couch beside me here. I've been going through to put on my turntable. I've got a bunch of Blu-rays on the shelf across from me. Above that shelf, I've got a 1945 uh, Northern Electric AM shortwave radio. Nice. You know? So it, I've got some nostalgic pieces here that I still go back and listen to from time to time, right? But that's just the nostalgic part of it. You know, the convenience part of it is let's go streaming, right? <laughs> yep. Because there's nothing to do. Exactly. We were Ben Churchill and I were going through some some video for uh, something that we're working on. Um, and we were, it, it was old video cassettes and it just blew my mind and all the moving parts and that you yeah. stick the cassette in the machine and, it, and all these crazy things happen. Now you just hit a button and it just plays yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's, and there are no moving parts. Right. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's, you know, then imagine what 70 years ago we were using, um, you know, tubes. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yep. We were using tubes 70 years ago. And then we've gone to transistors and now to this, yeah. you know, circuit boards and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's what a trip, man. What a ride. It's a great time to be alive, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It Until is. It all fails. Although, Although we you don't know, know what to do. The, the, <laughs> the only thing, the only thing that really makes me sort of pause about it all, um, is just the licensing behind it all. Um, in terms, of, I mean, Spotify is not too bad because really, I mean, you're paying, it's a subscription service and you're paying for, um, you know, access to a, a library of music. And that's fair enough, um, you know, if you don't want to own anything. But you sort of, what, what I heard recently is it was a news story about, uh, about Apple and how someone had bought digital, digital movies right. off, off iTunes. And Apple, I guess, lost the licensing deal. And his movies disappeared. And his movies disappeared. And they, wow. didn't, they didn't refund him his money. I mean, he had paid, whatever, 25, 30 bucks for... Wow. The digital file and they just disappeared and Apple was like, Yeah, sorry, we lost the licensing for it. So here's a coupon for like not even not the full price of the movie. I think it was like a it was like a five dollar off coupon or something lame like that. Um, wow. So you gotta watch that. Like some of these some of these services, you gotta really watch the licensing behind it because you don't actually own the right. media. You're you're well, now, and you're now paying to license. The thing you want to watch for now is copyright because um, the EU just signed this proposal that will literally, um, you know, you can't use anything that's not copyright, you know, that you don't own is essentially what this new ruling is saying. Um, and yeah, that's going to kill the Internet. Yeah. That's going to kill the Internet. And they don't. And there's another provision where you can't send links. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeesh. Yep. So see, there who was, knows, man. Always Somebody's got to do something pretty quick. They always ruin the good stuff. Uh, Somebody well, always steps in and ruins it. Someone always pees in the pool, and everyone listen, else has to get it. The law out. always lags behind technology. Oh, oh for sure. Definitely. Yeah. 
way behind. So it takes them forever to figure it out. And then they do and they goof it up. And so we'll see what happens this time. So I want to go back and talk a little bit about YouTube because I'm kind of fascinated by this. Um, but yeah. sort of looking looking back at everything, like looking back at at sort of how you began on YouTube and and where uh -huh. where that took you, and and where you are now. What was that ride like? What what really? How did you that that success on YouTube really change your change your life? You know, I'll tell you a couple of things that were really that were fascinating. Um, one the the one thing that was great was when we put a video out and we just watch it, you know, watch it sort of get views, you know what I mean? Watch it perform. And that was always, that was really exciting. That was a lot of fun. Um, you know, cause when things go viral, we'd be like, wow, like this is crazy. Look what's happening. You know, it was, it was, it was thrilling. It was very exciting. Um, and then, you know, look, YouTube's afford Okay. You have to think about it this way. So I worked in radio for a long time here in Connecticut. Um, and you know, occasionally people would recognize my voice. I'd be on the train or at a restaurant or a bar or something and talking and somebody go, Hey, wait a minute. Aren't you? Uh, and I said, yeah, that's lovely. Thank you so much. You know, it's wonderful to meet you in that. Um, when I was in LA, it really happened a lot. I got recognized all the time. Hmm. It was weird. Cause I'm, you know, again, I, you know, I'm used to, being heard and not really seen, you know, so that was sort of a new thing too. Um, and so, yeah, you know, it's just, it's been crazy. I've been recognized a lot of, I've been recognized all over the world. I was recognized in Australia and Hong Kong. It's, it's nuts, wow. but it happens. Yeah. So that's one of the really cool things that's happened in my life that I just, it just, it blows my mind. And it's always so nice when people come up and say hello and I'm, you know, I'm always, you know, we always grab a selfie and stuff and, you know, have a couple of laughs. And so it, it's very nice. I got into an Uber one night. Some guy goes, oh, my God, you're in my car. I was like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's fun, you know. So that's that's one of the things that's been crazy. Um, and I'll tell you, you know what's another change that YouTube's made for me? that This, this is interesting. I never liked being in front of the camera. Because I didn't know what I looked like. I didn't, you know, I'd never seen a photo of myself. So I didn't, I really like it. Um, as a child, you know, there's not a lot of pictures of me, you know, because I wouldn't be in them. Hmm. <laughs> I just refused. And now I'm totally cool with it. You know, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with it. So that, that's one of the strange um, sort of byproducts of YouTube that you'd have no idea about, you know, yeah. but it really did get me very used to the camera. So what do you, what do you got going on other than the, the motivational speaking? I mean, do you have any other side projects that you're doing or anything you're thinking about doing or, or what's going on otherwise? There's a couple of secret projects that I'm not really at liberty to talk oh, about at the it. minute, but uh, there are a couple of secret projects. So we are working on a couple of things. Ben Churchill and I are working on a couple of things. Um, I myself, I'm working on a couple of little secret projects too. Um, so yeah, I can't really talk about them, but Damn. there are, there are things coming. So when they, when they pop, I will let you guys know. And Excellent. you know, we can talk about it then too, if you like. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I'd love to believe me, I'm going to need to get the word out about these things. So, well, perfect. Well, any, anytime you want to come on for sure. I uh, just let us know. I appreciate that, man. Thank you um, so much. So 
Uh, where, what's the best place for people to find you these days? Uh, if not, like, is the YouTube channel even, is, is it still around or is it? Just... Of course. Oh, okay. no, 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 no. Those videos are here forever. Okay, They're right good. there on YouTube. You just search and go to the Tommy S and XP channel. You can find all the different videos that we've done. So just for a quick update, we, you know, if you're new, we, we have two channels. The first thing I ever did on YouTube was called the blind film critic, where I reviewed movies from my perspective as a blind person, somebody who's blind since birth. Um, and then people were asking a lot of questions in the comments of those videos. So we'd launched another channel called the Tommy Edison XP. And that one is, I mean, it's, you know, answering all sorts of questions, just as strange nutty questions, all kinds. Um, we do games, we do demos, we, um, there's some stories and, and more. So I'd love for you to check them out. Yeah. This, the YouTube channels are still there. Uh, also, if you need any sort of information, blindfilmcritic.com is where all that lives. Right. And, uh, you can always find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, um, at blind film critic and uh, Tommy Edison on Facebook. Well, so no <laughs> shortage How's of that? Tommy. That, that's the full thing, the full, the full gambit. We did. Or is that the gamut? I guess it's a gamut. It's not a gamut. It's a, the full gamut, right? Yeah, I think gamut. I think that's yeah, right. Gamut was an old quiz show hosted by Wink Martindale. That's right. Here in the U.S. And an X-Men yeah. character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's how you can find me. That's that's all my social and stuff. And um, uh, yeah, so like, you know, I'm around. And as I said, I, I do have a couple secret projects going. All right. So. Well, let us know when you when you launch that. We want first dibs on uh, on announcing the uh, the secret projects. You got it, baby. You got it, my friends. Thank you so much for having me. This has hey. been great fun today, as always. Back, you know, 90 episodes ago. So I guess we'll do this again <laughs> in another 90? Well, well no, maybe. We'll gonna... see. We don't have to wait 90. Well, if we... your secret's going to oh, take that fellas. long, it'll be 90. But yeah. Yeah. if your secrets are ready to be released, let us know, and we'll get you back on. No, you, sure. got it. you got it there, fellas. I appreciate you so much. Hey, thanks, Tommy, so much, and uh, we'll chat again soon. You got it, pal. Okay, bud. Take care. Thanks, Tommy. Until then. All right. Bye-bye. Ooh, well, he's shot out of a cannon. He is up to a lot. Yeah, he's busy, eh? Yeah. He's energetic. That's too bad. I, I did not know that about the YouTube channel that they... I know, I, I remember... Yeah, I saw that when I actually was looking for Tommy. Yeah. Uh, to get him back on, I saw that it, he was no longer doing that stuff. Well, I remember last time we were talking to him, even even a few just a few months after that, I checked in at the YouTube channel, and I had seen that... Uh, they were having some some issues with uh, the YouTube monet monetization mm. and um, I, something about the subscriptions, like the subscriptions weren't working properly and right. they weren't getting subscription numbers um, sorted out properly. Mm. So, um, but I didn't realize that they just they just given up. And honestly, there's there are other YouTube content creators that yeah. that have done the same that have just jumped ship altogether Absolutely. and just gone to other media. So, yep. Uh, yeah, interesting. It is indeed, but you know he's, he's he's motivated, he's energetic. You know it doesn't look like you're going to be able to slow him down anytime soon. Oh heck no! No. Hey Ryan, Rob, where can people find us? They can find us online at www.atbanter.com. They can also drop us an email if they so desire. Atbanterpodcast at gmail dot com. Dot com. Hey Ryan, Rob, um, where can people find Canadian assistive technology? Well, I'm glad you asked. They can find Canadian Assistive Technology at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H.com. And if you have a piece of assistive technology that is broken or its battery is dead or it just won't worky anymore, 
Uh, you know what? Chaos Technical Services can help you out. Uh, you can reach out to him at uh, www.chaostechnicalservices.com. And um, I think that's it. I think that's it. For another it. week. It is indeed. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, you know what? We hope you enjoyed this week's show. What you so again? You're taking my line. No. Nope. You, you. What do you mean? No. No. I'm just making a comment. Okay. Here. Fine. You do the. You do the send off this thing this week. I'm no. Just there's saying, no. Send no. Off. Just, no. Do it. No. Do it. I don't know. I can't do it now. You threw me off. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening in once again, and we'll see everybody next week. Okay. Well, no, really. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by Canadian Assistive Technology, providing low vision and blindness solutions across Canada. Find us online at www.canastech.com. That's C-A-N-A-S-S-T-E-C-H dot com. Or call us toll free at 1-844-795-8324. For all your assistive technology servicing needs, call Chaos Technical Services at 778-847-6840 or find them online at chaostechnicalservices.com. Music provided by bensound.com. Master of the one take.